want to know what system are you using to stay in touch with your clients? And when I say system, I'm not necessarily saying some automated software that you bought. I'm just saying, what is your process? What is your system for staying in touch with your clients? And uh, maybe you're currently doing it and you wish you had been doing it 10 years ago when you first got started with us, because if if the newer agents are going to be making these current client sales in seven years, they've got to start now planting those seeds. So uh, I'm not not looking for super advanced stuff with this question, but for that newer agent, that the first the first year, you know, what kind of what kind of system would you put in place, or what did you do, or what what are you doing now to, that kind of keeps in touch and keeps in touch with clients? All right, I think I stuttered and stammered enough through that one. Let's go to Marty. This is something. Good morning, everybody. Um, this is something that over the last probably year and a half to two years has really resonated with me because for whatever reason, the areas that I was running that I had for years, the leads dried up just, and I don't mean slowly, I was getting 10 to eight. It went from 10 to one and to none. And it was kind of like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> um, and so I went and saw Michelle. I mean, it's just commonality that everybody knows Michelle is a referral working machine. And so I'll, I'll answer the question and then elaborate. For a brand new agent, it's free, use the ARC. But what we taught for years was fits of seven touches where you, you do the appointment, then you, I mean, you call, you do the appointment and then the follow-ups and whatever. But for, for after that, we were doing what we called annual reviews where if, if anyone's ever heard of Megan Wood, this girl wrote 31 applications the other day. And I was just like, how? And so what she is doing for a brand new agent, this is something that you can come out of the gate doing. You book appointments, whether you drive by their house and knock on their door, you make a phone call, you set the appointment, you go over there, you write them. But while you're listening to them, you take notes about any kind of familial health concerns, any kind of uh, children that are in the house, retirement money. You're actually doing your due diligence, but you're listening and you're writing it down. You don't have to wait six months or a year to call these people back. You can wait three or four days and say, Mary, I was calling you back to let you know, congratulations, CFG approved your policy. But I had a quick question because I'm going to come out there um, and I'm going to review your policy when you get it in the mail. You mentioned your mother and your father both had heart attacks. And she's she's going over there and she's making aftermarket sales based on the conversation that she had. And so people may wonder how she wrote a million dollars in annual premium. She wrote like I don't remember if it was like 2000 applications. It was some absurd number that everybody feels that their policies have to be 70, 80, $90. Well, what if they're 12? What if they're 32 or 46? And that policy that Michelle just wrote, and I'm glad she's showing this stuff on Slack because it keeps reminding me how much of an idiot I am at most days. Um, just because I used to think of as a, someone calling me to, to cancel their policy as a negative. And it's not a chargeback for her. They've had it for seven years. They're just in a financial situation to where, for whatever reason, they wanted to cancel it. She made a $46 sale on a financial need to cancel a policy. Like to me, I would have been like, they're broke. She took it as let's make another sale. So use the art guys. It's going to track everything for you. It is free. 
Um, if you get more advanced, I am using Salesforce through Fits in addition to Arc because it's just an, an additional resource, but we pay for that. And so um, to answer the brand new question side of it, Arc is amazing because there's it's a, as uh, we say in Medicare Advantage, it's a zero premium uh, CRM that you guys can use. But just don't think that you have to wait a year to follow up or six years or seven years to follow up with these people. I think the biggest loss that we have is Joe says it all the time. We've got to take ownership of the insurance space in their head. And if you're stopping by for coffee, if you're shooting a text to say, hey, I was thinking about you today. I just wanted to say, hey, I don't need anything. You know, I just wanted to say hi. I think that we need to get back to some of the more traditional aspects of insurance that just because we have a lead program or several lead programs, that we don't have to send them postcards, that we don't have to put the calendar on the fridge, the magnet that's got our big face right there. These are just all things that we can do, guys. Yeah. Hey, I like it. I like it, Marty. Uh, Bell, I got thoughts, but I, I want to hear y'all's. I, I, if I don't get to my thoughts, that's fine. Bell. So when I first started in 2016, obviously we didn't have ARC. Um, but one of the things I did is I had a spreadsheet. I just used an Excel spreadsheet every time I wrote an app. I put it on my spreadsheet so I'd have a way to track it. And then um, I still have those spreadsheets. So what I would do, again, I was working one day a week. So if I couldn't fill my one day with new appointments, I would go to my spreadsheet and see who on there I could reach out to, to have a conversation with. Mm -hmm. um, and I do love how Megan Wood has, has put it under the microscope that we don't need a length of time to follow up. Don't be scared to go back to the client you just wrote three days ago and discuss another need that you have a plan that could help them with. Don't be scared to do that. This is your client. You are serving them um, from experience. And I know any one of us on the panel can say, it, for those that we have waited a year or more for, how many have you called? And then in between that time, they did get cancer. They did have a heart attack. They had a family member that died that we never got to on an ERS, right? These people need what, what we have and they're our responsibility. They're our responsibility because they don't know what we've got. But I would just go through my spreadsheet and like, okay, who can I follow up with? And then I'd put a date on the end. I had a little column, last follow-up. So I could mark off on there, you know, just a little reminder of when was the last time I made contact with that person. And then I was the paper queen. Jake would make fun of me because he's all digital. I would know in their file what conversation we had. Um, now you can keep your files digitally and you can have your notes digitally. But when I started, uh, I didn't have anything fancy. I had an Excel spreadsheet and a, and a manila folder. Um, and you guys will laugh because here was one just the other day I was going through and making new notes on. Right. And that's and then this will get uploaded into our digital files. Right. Um, but it was simple. You don't have to overcomplicate it. It can be literally just a list, just a list with a date of when did I last contact this person so that you can circle back around to you. And whenever you don't have enough appointments for your run period, circle back to who you've already written. Circle back to the ones you didn't close. Circle back to the ones that you sat and did not sell. Always be circling back. Always be circling back. Um, and it, again, 
It can be something as simple as a spreadsheet. Now, we do have ARC with the Today tab, tells the birthdays, tells you who's up for six-month review, who's up for conversion, and all that beautiful stuff. Um, but sometimes it doesn't show like who you wrote three weeks ago. So you can, again, something as simple as a spreadsheet. Your tracker, <laughs> your tracker, you know, where, where you report your business on, keep those digitally, print them out, whatever, and go back through that and, and just add a date of the last time you contacted them. It doesn't have to be complicated. Spot on. Nailed it. Megan. Yes, it is. It is not complicated, but I will say you guys probably hear us talk about current clients and think, oh, it must be so nice. Must be so easy. <laughs> um, it's it's really actually you know the reason that we still get leads is leads are a lot easier. They and I, I Belle's laughing, but and because she knows it's true, current clients take a lot of time, research, um, money if you are mailing out to them. But this stuff, the ROI, we were talking about um, ROI earlier. The ROI on current clients is way higher. And referrals way higher than your ROI on a lead. And leads, our return on investment on leads are already great. So imagine if you just spent a little extra time. And for me, um, what we do is we text them on their birthdays. And I love doing that from my cell phone because I have all my clients saved and I can see the last time I texted with them. I never delete my texts. And I don't know if I should, I just... I love having it on here because I can just see the last time we spoke. Yesterday, a client texted me asking, will you re-explain this policy? I said, yeah. Um, I, know we I know we talked about it back in September when we did your annual review um, because I noted that on her file and I knew from the text. So it's, you know, just keeping good record of that. And you can make these notes inside of ARC on their file. Like I said, it does, like, everybody's saying it doesn't have to be complex. Um, so just find a system, preferably the ARC, since you already have that one and it automatically downloads all your clients. Um, also, I used an Excel spreadsheet for years. That's a great like checking balances for you to make sure that the business that you're submitting is being processed and then put into ARC. So I would do an Excel spreadsheet in conjunction with, if I were you, um, the ARC, but make your notes there. And just an easy way to continue to follow up is text them on their birthdays, send them a, send them a birthday card if you can. Uh, we do use a mailing system that sends out fancy pretty cards, but they're $2 a piece. So that can get pricey when you have 2000 clients. So, but it doesn't start, you know, you just start with having those constant conversations and just talking about the things that you can do to continue to serve them. If you're not going to serve them today, whenever they do think about that need that they have, and you told them that you were that you can offer that to them, they will call you. And um, that's how that's how it seems like current clients are so easy, but it's because we have a lot of conversations with our customers and just let them know the ways that we can help them, so that when they think about it, they call us. And in the same token that Bell said. How many times have we talked to a current client and they've gotten cancer in the last 12 months? Or they've, how many times have we talked to a current client and they've bought another policy since the last time we spoke to them? 
just because I know it's like, it hurts the heart. It's like a, why didn't you, you go, why didn't you call me? But the, the reality is, is why didn't they call you? Were you staying in communication with them? Um, so they are, like Belle said, they are your responsibility. So just treat it with that type of care um, and let them know what you can do to serve them. You are their insurance professional, their insurance advisor. I love it. <clears throat> All great advice. All great advice. Joe Walker. I'll be quick. Um, comes down to psychological real estate, right? And that means that you're taking up so much space in their mind in, with, in regards to a certain topic that you're the only person they think about, right? So it's just the same as if I said, hey, who's your chiropractor? You'd say, Dr. Such and such, right? Who's your mechanic? You'd be like, well, this place or that place or the you know mechanic name. Who's your your primary care doctor, right? If they've done a good job, and they've taken up all the space. They only there's only one referral. Your realtor, your mortgage guy. If somebody asks me, where do you take your car to get work? I say Eastside Auto. Go talk to KJ, right? Talk to Dell down there. Talk to Nick. I know all the mechanics at my place where I go get my, and they've been working on my cars for 20 years. I won't even make another recommendation. There's a lot of other people out there, but these are the guys who have taken care of me. Like we got each other's cell phone numbers, right? But that's the only mechanic. If you ask me a realtor, there's only one. I've got a guy who's a friend of mine who's a realtor who every once in a while, he just shows up at my house. And he goes, hey, have you guys eaten dinner yet? I'm like, uh, nah. He goes, let's go get tacos. And we just jump in the car and go get a box of tacos, come back, and we all throw down. He doesn't want anything from me. He just wants you to remember who's the guy. So I think that the that begins with the product installation. I think when you get a policy sold to somebody, it is your duty to go back and go unravel and unbox that policy with your client so that they can understand how it all works. Just like if an old farmer bought a tractor and he's really good with tractors, the guy who sold him the tractor probably should go back there and spend some time with him on his tractor. If anything, just to be like, I'm the guy, right? So that when the dude, when the when the farmer needs to buy another tractor, he's just thinking about one dude. And you got to be that person in regards to your insurance business too. You got to take up all the space. Yeah. And that begins when the policy is delivered. A lot of conversations touching uh your client then. But then also with birthday texts, anniversaries, all that, it's really important for you to be in that headspace and be present it's about you know it's really about farming right it's about cultivating soil planting waiting for the harvest and then eventually you reap with current clients it's just like that and all the other systems that everybody's talking about taking notes and whatnot those are all absolutely key but you cannot just write some insurance and be like we i got paid and then just dip off into the sunset uh, sunset that's kind of one night standish. You're never going to really build a good book of business like that. You don't want to be in the business for 15, 16 years and still be a lead junkie trying to get leads. You want people calling you. That's what Michelle has 
that it's, a, I call it an almond effect. She just, that's how she rocks it. She has people calling her all the time because she's taken up all of the psychological real estate for these clients. She was telling them things that she can do. They had no idea that she could do. And because of that, they're calling her with referrals and whatnot. That's how you develop a book, a business. It's completely relational. You know, don't make it just a transactional thing. You'll just get one sale and then nobody will ever be calling you again. Or you'll never call anybody else again. You want to be the kind of professional that engages your clients for a lifetime. And you're going to see a lot better results out of, you know, your current client you list. So love on these people forever. <laughs> Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's T-I-M-E-W-I-T-H-F-I-T-Z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.